Coming up today on The Fit Mess. There's no microwave to success. Any success, working out, losing weight, side hustle, entrepreneurship, you have to sacrifice the present. And you have to sacrifice time and not a day, not two days. It's a process. It's longer than what you'll ever think. That's Omar Madrano. He's the author of the book, What If It Did Work? And the host of the podcast of the same name. Today, we'll talk with him about the obstacles that get in the way of our success and how to get over them. But first, I'm Jeremy. And I'm Zach. We've spent years pushing ourselves to learn more about our own physical, emotional, and mental health and picked up a few coaching certificates along the way. But really, we're two guys who got sick of our own shit and started making changes to be healthier, happier, and live more meaningful lives. And each week, we talk to world-class experts with advice to help you do the same. All right, a little bit of a disclaimer here. Omar is a really fun guy to talk to, but his approach might be a little more abrasive than many are used to that, that listen to our show. But I do think that his tough love approach can be the kick in the ass that people need to, to take action. I know that I've had that in various occasions with you. I've had occasions of that with my therapist where you're sort of patted on the back and you're told it's going to be okay. Hang in there. It's The times are tough. But every now and then you need someone to say, dude, just shut up and do it. And, mm-hmm. and that's very much kind of what his thing is. His whole idea of what if it did work? I just love that. It's such a battle cry for action because so many times we get in our own way with, oh, I could do this, but what if people don't like it? What if this fails? How much time am I going to waste? But the alternative is what if it actually works? What if that messy action you take right now actually sets you up for the success in whatever it is that you're trying to attain? Yeah, that's the one thing that I've had to change over the years is every time I wanted to do something new, it was always, what would happen if it didn't work? What are the consequences? And just flipping that question, like that makes such a huge difference because that defines your vision of what it is that you're going after. Like truly, if it did work, how would your life be different? And honestly, you can always reverse that stuff. Any of these things that we decide to do, this is the key to trying anything new for me is this thing that I want to do. Well, if it doesn't work, you stop doing it, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. right? Reverse the decision. So why wouldn't you just chase that? What if it did work? I can't tell you how many conversations I've had with a number of people where I'm complaining, me. you mostly, because I don't talk to anybody else, but I'm complaining about why something couldn't happen. Something's a problem. Something's in my way, whatever the thing is. And the person will say, well, but what if it did work or, or something to that effect to, to try and reframe it? And my, my answer is constantly, yeah, but, and then I can feel myself looking for that, that negative thing that holds me. I'm so used to relying on that to keep me from taking action that if you can just like erase that part, I was, I say this to my kids all the time, we can fight and we can argue and then you're going to do the thing anyways. So why don't we just skip all the fighting and arguing part and you just do the thing anyways. And I think the same thing applies here. Like just, if you can just let those limiting beliefs and that negative crap go, and just try whatever the thing is. I love, uh, you say that all the time. And I love it. It's not permanent. You can stop anytime you decide that it doesn't work anymore. Mm-hmm. And, and how's that working with the kids? Oh, yeah, the, the fighting still is constant and it never goes anywhere. So I don't know that the math mm-hmm. adds up on, on the kid conversations, but hopefully adults can, can <laughs> reason with it a little better. Uh, 11-year-old brains are just, you know, they don't quite grasp the concept, <laughs> I guess. Right. Maybe. Or seven-year-olds, as it turns out. Yes, uh, even even worse there. One of my main issues is is really procrastination mm-hmm. around fear of failure and a little bit of perfectionism. Mm-hmm. And 
it's just so interesting how like changing this perspective has like catapulted my career, my health, my mental health. Like I was constantly under the impression that if I was going to do something, I had to do it perfect Mm. and I couldn't fail at it and it just had to be done. And, and my entire brain would start circling around all the negative things of why it couldn't be perfect and why I would fail at it. Yeah. And and it's good to keep those things in mind for like proper planning and and things like that, but I was letting those things drive me as opposed to now I look at it and go, "Okay. Thank you anxiety brain mm-hmm. for pointing out all the things that can go wrong and scaring the shit out of me. Now I'm going to focus on what if it did work and the rewards and the things that I would gain and I'm going to let that drive me instead." For me, the thing that gets in the way is too often I I'm good with failure. I can fail all day long, no big deal. But if it's going to take a long time, I don't really want to go down that road. So I start imagining how long is it going to take me to do So, okay, say I want to write a book, for example. How long is, am I going to write this book that three people are going to buy, right? Like, and it just like that, that impending failure and the amount of wasted time between point A and point B, every time I'm just like, oh, I'm just, I'm just not even going to. Because if it, like, unless it's a spectacular success, then it's a huge waste of time. And I'm not, I'm not serious about writing a book, but just the idea of just, just enjoy the journey, right? Like decide to pursue things that bring you joy so that no matter what the result is, whether it sells a million copies or nobody ever you know, reads a page, if you enjoyed the process, then it's worth it. And for me, it's, it's just that time thing. It's just like I'm constantly hung up on how much of my time am I going to waste on something that won't produce the results I want. See, but that's just fear of failure. Yeah, but you don't understand. Oh, wait. Yeah. What if it did work? No. Yeah. Yeah. And you don't understand. (laughs) And as it turns out, something that doesn't take a lot of time is making sure that I get my proper nutrition. And I get that by taking athletic greens. It's packed with 75 high quality vitamins, minerals, whole foods, sourced superfoods and probiotics. And it works with any diet plan and it tastes great. For less than three bucks a day, you're investing in your health for a lot less than your cabinet full of vitamins or your daily coffee habit. So reclaim your health and arm your immune system now with convenient daily nutrition. To make it easy, Athletic Greens is going to give you a free one-year supply of immune-supporting vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase. Those are so handy. All you have to do is visit athleticgreens.com forward slash fitmess. Again, that is athleticgreens.com forward slash fitmess to take ownership over your health and pick up the ultimate daily nutritional insurance. You'll also find that link on our website, thefitmess.com. All right, now that our nutrition is lined up, let's get to our guest. He is the man behind the book and the podcast, What If It Did Work? His name is Omar Madrano, and we started by digging into his background and what prevented him from pursuing one of his biggest dreams. I know that you wanted to be a journalist. You wanted to be the next Bob Costas. And as somebody who spent 20 years as a journalist, I, I just want to tell you, you made the right choice not following that toxic path. Oh, Dude, don't worry about it. I was actually, I, I was a journalist for a little over a year, a year and a half. I did want to be Bob Costas. I even wanted to go to Syracuse University. Why? Just because, hey, that's the way to success, to spend like $30,000 a year at a private institution like Syracuse. It was never meant to be. They sent me a rejection letter faster than some of the women I ever asked out. But, but that's fine. You know, my, my roadblock, my, hey, it's time to try a different path was I was actually the producer of the Jimmy Swaggart show. It was like, bam, the guy, the man, the myth, the legend, the guy that was Joel Osteen before Joel Osteen. And I'm like, I, I don't think my life is head. I'm not going to be a Yankee announcer 
I'm not going to be a beat reporter. This, this just doesn't seem to be who I am. But that did, I, I didn't become an entrepreneur after that. I was like, hey, why don't I try a different path, which was I was a financial advisor. That's, that's a little different. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's, it's crazy because the path of journalism, I mean, people ask me, why did I quit being a journalist? Well, if I wanted to get, get a degree in a life of poverty, I would have just gone to seminary school. My first job, wait for this, $15,000 a year. No, this isn't 1950. This is 1996 salary. And literally it's like 50 to 60 hour work weeks. I could have been flipping burgers. Well, I, I couldn't have said, would you like a grande or a tall because there was no Starbucks, but I could have been doing any QSR fast food restaurant, but here I am. Oh, I'm on my way of becoming a journalist. No, I'm not. I was on my way to being like a complete moron. I had to have two full-time jobs. My other one was I was a board op for uh, like an uh, like a AM radio station and played Rush Limbaugh. <laughs> so I seriously, our, our paths are similar because I started as a board op in radio and transitioned to being an editor and, and being in news. And literally for the last half of the 20 years I spent in radio, my doctor, every year I would go in for my physical and he would say, did you quit that toxic fucking job yet? That thing is killing you. <laughs> there, it was like Survivor Island. Now, where are you? Like now you, you, you've got a little bit of a different life professionally. Now you've got, you know, a book and a podcast. What if it did work? Tell us a little bit about the premise of the podcast and the work that you're doing now. The premise of my podcast is, yes, it's a business podcast. It's personal development podcast. But the one thing that all of my guests have in common is they focus on something. They focus on asking better questions. We all focus on the negativity. Why can't it not work? Or why, why won't it work? Why don't you just ask yourself, what if it did work? And then the second thing they all have in common is everybody has to go through hell. Everybody has to go through obstacles. Steve Miller once said in Big Old Jet Airliner, the way to get through to heaven, you have to go through hell. So, I mean... That's what it's about because so many people quit dreaming or they're on the sidelines. And it's like, come on, man. If, if I can find success, who can't? It's very easy to get caught up in the, this could go wrong. This could blow up in my face. This isn't going to work. I'm not good enough, et cetera, et cetera. Other than sort of the thing that we all have rattling in our heads, what is it that holds us back? What gets in our, in our way from pursuing that life of, of purpose, destiny, whatever it is that we're chasing? What holds us back? is just all these little fears. We were, we were born for greatness. We were born to run. As a little kid, as a little toddler or one-year-old, whatever that's called, we couldn't walk. We wanted to run, we'd stumble. Mom and dad, everybody picked us back up. You better do it. But then afterwards, because nobody ever heard, hey, you can't do it, John. You can't do it, Maria. Why don't we get you a wheelchair? Just call it a day. You keep on falling. <laughs> but after that, everything's like, don't talk to strangers. Don't do this. That person's here to mug you. That person's here to touch you. All these little voices were created in our heads to sort of protect us, but it was the worst case scenario. They wanted to protect us, but the only thing all, all, this, all these little negative voices did was hold us back. It brought us fear, fear of rejection, fear of unknowns, fear of looking bad, just a lot of fear. So like fear of failure is like what you're talking about. 
But what about the opposite, the fear of success? Oh yeah, the, the fear of success, especially nowadays, because we want to poo-poo on people that are successful because that's complete scarcity mode. Oh my gosh. You know, Hollywood paints every successful person villain with a monocle and <laughs> I'm greedy, I'm rich. And you know, a lot of, I don't want to say woke people. Well, I'll say woke people believe that in order to become successful, you have to hurt other people. Heck. The book that I wrote, I, I dated a woman that was super woke. That was like, why do you want to do all this? Why don't you just want to drive for Uber? And it's like, well, you know, why, why state the obvious? But the only thing success can do for you is it's an amplifier. If you want to help people out, the person $100,000 in debt can't help out anybody. Now, the multi-billionaire can stroke a huge check and help out millions. So what about the people that, and perhaps they're not listening to these podcasts, but the, the people that are fine, right? They don't, they're not chasing a purpose. They're not going after something bigger, but they really don't know what they want. They just kind of got into this life that they sort of fell into. And it, what about the people that don't know what they want? People that don't know what they want, they quit dreaming if they ever started dreaming. All they're worried about, we're taping this on a Thursday. So you're know they're like, oh my God, tomorrow, baby, it's Friday. And then Sunday night comes and they put the little meme of the cat. Oh, I can't believe it. Tomorrow's a new work week. <laughs> and then Monday rolls around and it's like, I'm watching Office Space. Oh my God, I'm having a bad case of the Mondays. No, <laughs> people that aren't living in their craft in that same routine are not listening to our podcast. They're too busy watching Stranger Things, they're too busy watching Netflix. They're too busy binge watching. They're too busy stealing happy hours to ever be concerned about a podcast, a book. I'm not going to read a book <laughs> unless it's R.L. Stein or unless it's Fifty Shades or unless it's a dinosaur book. I'm not going to read any of that stuff. That stuff's for crazy, stupid people. <laughs> I've always wondered. How many people are actually lying when you say Fifty Shades of Grey and somebody's like, oh, I read the book, but, but in reality, they really probably only watched the movie. What do you oh, think? Yeah. I, I, and I didn't read the book. I watch, I'm not going to lie. I watched the movie because, hey, I remember a time in the 80s when mom left and, you know, HBO was on or I couldn't get Cinemax and I had to watch the wavy stuff. <laughs> <laughs> those, are, those are the guys that watched it. They, they want to see the Cinemax. But that explains why so many people wait for someday to take action on these things, right? Tell me about why someday gets in the way. The reason why someday gets in the way is because so many people are so full of shit, man. <laughs> That's why New Year's resolutions, everybody's waiting right now, sitting on their ass. They're already 35 pounds overweight, but they're like, hey, you know what? 2023 is my year. I'm, I'm only three or four months away. Let me power eat from now until then, <laughs> right. so I can gain more weight, so I can be hip, I can post on social media, hey, winning 2023, <laughs> this is my year. They go to the parking lot with the rest of the people, trying to find the closest parking spot. They can't, so they, they burn more gas than driving around, and when they actually do go to the gym, they work out twice, three times, like, oh, damn, where's Bob Harper? Where's Jillian Michaels? I'm not losing this 30 pounds in three weeks. This is bullshit. I'm leaving 2024. That's my year. <laughs> what about the people who, 
who actually are like a little bit more driven have the discipline and they're, they kind of know what they want. They're not afraid to go after it, but they're, they have trouble finding the way there. The, the only reason why people have a hard time finding the way there is because they've gotten beaten down. They've heard from their family. They've heard from their friends. Oh, success isn't for you, man. That's, that's for other people. Oh, you can't find your soulmate. You're so unlucky in love. Oh, a side hustle? No, that's not, that's not you. Oh, you want to read a personal development book, a business development book? You want to go to a seminar? Oh, seminars aren't for you. In fact, that doesn't work. My mom to this day hasn't read my book, hasn't heard a podcast, haven't seen a video. She calls the guy to this day, Tony Roberts. It's Tony Robbins. Oh my God. And, and, and we could correct her because she's not going to listen to this. We're, we could have the cure for cancer. We could have to, how to live to be 200. But my mom will never know because she's not listening. But that's fine. That's the masses. But to answer your, your question, um, most people, even the most incompetent person, will truly find success one day. As long as he keeps on hustling, as long as he keeps on striving. Okay, okay, Harlan Sanders, everybody loves to hear that story about the old man. But Harlan was literally failure after failure. He was never lazy. He was always going for something in his 20s, his 30s, his 40s, his 50s. And it wasn't until th that person will hit it. Now, we, won't, we, don't, we don't have a secret recipe. So you and I won't be the sergeant or the major or the colonel, but people that do the work will eventually find success. If they write down their goals, if they're transparent, if they find a big enough why, and if they do it for all the right reasons, not because they want to hashtag win. Because so many people, they really don't want to lose weight. They just want to give the appearance by, hey, look at me. Everybody's waiting for the newest cookbook. Everybody's waiting for the new CrossFit's so old now. It's like 15 years old. What, what's, what's the new exercise fact? What, what's the new pill that I can take that I look like friggin' Brad Pitt? I just take 30 days worth of pills. I, I sit on my ass. I eat Krispy Kremes. And before you know it, we don't talk about Fight Club. That's what people are waiting for. All three of us work out all the time. Clearly, yes. It's a process. It's a mission. It's something that you have to do on a consistent basis. But you'll still hear people, wow, you look great. You mm -hmm. lost all that weight. Was it intermittent fasting? Mm -hmm. Did you fast for a week on just drink water? You, you just worked out and you, you, you didn't eat at the Golden Arches? <laughs> no way. Mm. You're so full of shit. Specifically from a business perspective, because I know that's a lot of what you focus on with your work. For someone who is doing the work, and it's been a few years or a couple of decades, and, and the match just hasn't sparked, is there a point where you're just it's just not going to light? And you had a good idea. It just didn't work out. Time to put on your big boy pants and go flip some burgers. Is it, does that does that exist? Is that is that reality for anybody, or is it really just grind it out and it'll it'll pay off? Reality of it's never going to work for you. Being an entrepreneur, it's not for everybody. Doing a podcast, it's not for everybody. Those are words people cringe because they want to hear everybody can be an entrepreneur. Everybody can do a side hustle. Everybody can. 
not everybody wants to put in the work. Not everybody wants to sacrifice. Not everybody wants to sacrifice stuff for right now for something better. But can somebody literally work their way to success? It, it depends. It depends on, on your goal. I always wanted to be the first baseman for the New York Yankees. I'm left-handed. It's my favorite team growing up. You know, God made me 5'8", slow, zero athletic ability. So <laughs> clearly if I kept on, I, you know, somebody would have had to say, hey, Omar, have you ever tried anything else besides <laughs> sports? <laughs> but but yeah. no, I, I, I do believe we have the talents within this that we hone it and we double down on it, we, we can find success. The thing is people want success and things that we all want to sing. It's very rare can we be like William Hung and become motivational speakers because we look like a bunch of fucking assholes singing she bangs. Right. But, but yet, you know, everybody sees that and go, oh, okay, well, let, let me go to an audition. Let me look like a fool. Mm -hmm. Congratulations. But no, it, you know, not everybody's made to do a Grammy. Not everybody's made to, you know, hit a baseball. But there's always, there's something within each and every one of us for success. For the person who's kind of like, you know, they've got the skill, they've got the motivation. They're like slogging along, just trying to make something happen. You know, I, I know I've done, you know, multiple side hustles and multiple things. Some have worked, some haven't, you know, everyone hits that point though, where you're just like, what the fuck? Like, what am I doing? Oh, dude. I, I, like, I, how do you I, get through I do that? that every day, man? I do that every day. I, I, I know you guys hit that moment that what are we doing? That will always creep in. It's always, you're like, what's that book called? Three feet from gold. Doubt will always hit. It's Napoleon Hill. Yeah. Doubt will always hit. The reason why it's called three feet from gold is you're so close to hitting it. And you turn around because you quit. You know, being a podcaster, all of us have had it. We've had people that you think will be on as a guest. They ghost you. People that have no right to ghost you and, and, or they'll laugh at you. People have told me, I'm not going to be the next Tony Robbins. I'm not going to be the next Ty Lopez. I'm not going to be the next Grant Cardone. And congratulations. I know that. <laughs> All I want to do is be the best version of Omar Medrano. And yes, every day you'll, you'll have a, a little reminder. When I owned a business, I always told my team members, you're always going to deal with one customer that's going to try to ruin your day. Don't let it happen. So you have a new book that uh, alludes to, to some of these ideas. It's called the, the Vacation CEO. Oh, yeah, the Vacation CEO. People always just want to be an entrepreneur because, you know, ah, the light shines and it sounds like it's <laughs> such an easier job. People that say, hey, I want to be an entrepreneur, it's easy, but it, it, it doesn't work that way. When people get hit with reality, they say they want more vacation. It's not the way to do it. They want more time. They want more money. People don't understand you have to sacrifice. It's a process. You have to be a leader. You can't be a boss. And what happens is they think they own a business and the business owns them. And it's like having a 40-year-old son that never leaves home after graduating college. And it's just like a, a burden on the parents. <laughs> <laughs> so it, it's just a book on how to be a, an owner, how to be an entrepreneur, how to scale. 
how, how to live life, you know, instead of just going on social media and posting bullshit and saying, Hey, I'm hashtag winning. And so how do we do that? How do we pursue that winning life for real and not just the social media version? If, if I'm listening to this, uh, I'm inspired. There's something I want to do. I don't want to wait for someday. What can I do right now to start down that path? Right now, the way to start on that path is one, there's no microwave to success. Any success, working out, losing weight, side hustle, entrepreneurship, you have to sacrifice the present. And you have to sacrifice time and not a day, not two days. It's a process. It's longer than what you'll ever think. You'll go through it, work on it on a consistent basis, write down your goals, have intentions. What is it that you want? And within what time, have reasonable goals. Don't say, hey, I want to lose 60 pounds in three weeks. It's not going to happen. And always check in. Always write down your goals. Always write down the steps. Always write down what you're giving up right now because God in the universe wants to know what are you going to give up today to have a way better tomorrow. Wow. There's so many good things coming coming from you. Uh, where can people find you? Where can people get the books? Where can people get all the things that you do and find you online? Well, the, the, the good news is, people, I'm not trying to be a prophet, P-R-O-F-I-T. I don't look at people like they're checking accounts. When it comes to personal business development, I'm more like St. Jude, the patron saint of lost causes. <laughs> so you can DM me. You can send me any message on public on Facebook, Omar Madrano. You can join our group. What if it did work? I never pitch on anything. Uh, the book's called What If It Did Work? The podcast is What If It Did Work? And I will answer. I will help you on any way possible. Just do me a favor. Don't DM me about Forex. Don't DM me about cryptocurrency. Don't DM me saying you're a personal trainer that's like a 21-year-old and that I look like shit. And with with the help of you, you're going to make me look like I'm Mr. Universe. Because it ain't going to happen. Can I DM you about Tony Roberts? You can't can DM me about Tony Roberts. You can do, like I said, it's, it's like, I don't mind people selling me, but at least do a good job. The thing with somebody trying to sell you cryptocurrency is Forex. It's like, oh, I'm a multimillionaire now. <laughs> I'm like Mother Teresa now. I just want to help you out. It's like, whoa, holy shit, man. Because, you know, I've been waiting for Warren Buffett, who's a, you know, at one time the wealthiest man in the world with Charlie Munger. How come they couldn't DM me this amazing deal that, yeah. that they want to help me, you know? But, but you, my friend. You know, with your 20 million, you're going to help me with crypto and Forex. Oh, thank you. Bless your heart. <laughs> Omar, thanks for the talk and the laughs. Always a great time. Uh, we appreciate you being on with us today. Thanks so much. No problem, brother. Take thanks. care. Our thanks to Omar Madrano, author and host of What If It Did Work? You can find links to him and his work in the show notes for this episode at thefitmess.com. You know, I think one of the key points that he hammered over and over again in that interview is that whatever success you're pursuing, it's going to require sacrifice. It's going to require that you get uncomfortable right now to create the results in the long run that you're trying to pursue. So that's going to mean when you want that ice cream bar and you want to watch TV at night, maybe that's going to get in the way of, of your weight loss goals. If you want to become an entrepreneur, 
quitting your job and just sitting on the couch and playing video games, maybe not the best way to get there. So you've got to delay instant gratification so that you can end up with the life that you're actually trying to create instead of hoping that it shows up by doing a bunch of things that won't make it happen. Yeah, I've been reading a lot more about this and it, it is just we live in a society where like we're pretty comfortable all the time mm-hmm, now mm-hmm. like and i'm speaking from the united states like i know that not everyone has it as well as i do but i'm relatively comfortable and you know what if i want to feel good i can get little dopamine hits from facebook and instagram all day long right and like there's all these you know feel good things out there for us that have really conditioned us to think that everything has to feel okay and that sacrifice is uncomfortable it is really painful but if you really want whatever it is that you want, that's where you got to go. You can't you can't do it in an easy way. And along the way, you need to make sure you're listening to the right voices in your head because a lot of times we have limiting beliefs that were probably planted there in childhood by somebody else, whether they were talking about you or not, but they become beliefs that drive you to live a certain way. And if you're constantly holding yourself back because of things that other people believed or other people said that you just sort of picked up along the way, that can definitely get in the way. So you've got to find ways to make sure that whatever it is that you believe about yourself, whatever story you're telling yourself, that it's true. I don't know, man. I really like the voices in my head. Like they, <laughs> they bring they bring out a, a, a conflict in my in my own brain. But it's like it's like the Brady Bunch times ninety seven. Like just <laughs> all these different things, and they fight and they don't like each other. But some of them like each other. It's very interesting. It's a good it's a good time in my head. Sure. <laughs> I'm just picturing you with like a like a ping pong paddle swatting different voices away trying to get to the right one. But with all those voices in my head, right? I I know some of them are not true, some of them actually are true, but some of them know what they're talking about and a lot of them tell me I'm good at stuff. Mm-hmm. Even though I don't believe it, mm-hmm. right? There's a lot of things that it's taken me a long time to really figure out that I'm great at something. And sometimes there's things I don't even know I'm great at. So I think that was the, you know, the other piece to it. There are things that we are all good at. You just may not know about it yet. All right. Well, this is all great advice, but don't take our word for it. You know, just check out Tony Roberts' work and he will definitely point you on the right path to making sure that you can accomplish your dreams. It'll probably be a bootleg copy. (laughs) I'm going to guess. Don't buy it from the guy on the sidewalk in, in Manhattan because it's probably not the right thing. Yeah, definitely Tony Roberts. All right. Our thanks to Omar for being on the show and thank you for listening. Don't let the conversation end there though. Please join us in our Facebook group there. You can find fellow fitness listeners on a similar journey to yours that will help hold you accountable and help you reach the goals that you are chasing as well. You can find the link to do that on our website. It's thefitmess.com. That's where we will be back in just a few days with a brand new episode. Thanks for listening. See you, everyone. We know this podcast is amazing and doesn't seem to lack anything, but we need a legal disclaimer. Prior to implementing anything discussed in this podcast, it is your responsibility to conduct your own research and consult your physician. You should assume that Jeremy and Zach don't know what they're talking about, and they're not liable for any physical or emotional issues that occur directly or indirectly from listening to this podcast.